this week, we are going to recap what it is like to camp in the most magical place on Earth as we talk about the Fort Wilderness Campground. Plus, a question we have been asked a lot. What is it like to tow the fifth wheel after towing a travel trailer? We're going to talk just a little bit about that. Plus, we have a magazine that's popping up into the fresh tank this week. This is the RV Miles Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by L.L. Bean, who makes it easy and fun to simply step outside. That might mean breaking a speed record in a rugged, built-for-fun sonic snow tube, walking an extra block in a warm, weather-resistant down jacket, or just taking a breath on your doorstep before cozying up in a quilted sweatshirt. For however you experience the outdoors, shop clothing and gear at llbean.com. Be an outsider. Welcome to episode 225 of the RV Miles Podcast. I am Jason. And I am Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, have been crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip since 2016. Here at RV Miles, we talk about all things RV and outdoors, including industry news, our national parks, Disney World, and a whole lot more. We had an excellent (laughs) two full weeks at the Fort Wilderness Campground. Uh, at Walt Disney World here in Orlando, Florida. We're excited to tell you about that. We are actually coming to you from not far from there, from Moss Creek Park. Ooh, uh, Moss, just Moss Park. I don't know why I said Moss Creek. I did, I, why did I add a creek? There's no creek here. <laughs> because <laughs> you just want to give a reason for somebody to to lovingly let us know that we were from, wrong. From Moss Park, <laughs> uh, also in Orlando. We're going to talk about that a little bit later as well. Really excellent opportunity uh secret kind of hidden gem here people got really angry at me for talking about this we share hidden gems sorry i got in trouble we're gonna do it (laughs) sorry Um, it's a hidden gem and you should come to it because what's interesting is um this is only a 45 day booking window for this park so again you don't have to just totally ruin my fresh tank you're gonna keep putting all the information out there (laughs) all right i'm gonna stop talking about it And we will talk about it in the fresh tank. Moving on. (laughs) A question we've been getting quite a bit lately now that we have a few thousand miles under our belts towing a fifth wheel for the first time is uh, what the difference between towing a travel trailer as a big as a big uh, diesel truck goes by here. Yeah, we're Uh, filming outside today. We 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 are filming outside for the first time in a very long time. We are finally in a place (laughs) warm enough. Good weather. (laughs) That we can be outside. Um, But. People want to know, you know, I think we had the same question, and we've talked to other people uh, that are in fifth wheels now as well that said, you know, they saw fifth wheels going down the road, and they were saying, thank God I'm not driving one of those big, tall things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Looks so terrible to do, and we said the same stuff uh, a long time ago as well. Uh, But, you know, people have told us that driving a fifth wheel is better, and uh, it's true. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's absolutely true. There are some positives and negatives, uh, but that's the question that people have been asking. Like, what's the what's the difference? And uh, when they're looking at buying an RV, um, they f- see a travel trailer as something that seems more comfortable to tow. And now we're coming from towing a thirty six foot 
Wait, 36? 38. 38 foot travel trailer. I think it was 36 and then there was a rack on the back. Uh, we towed, a, you know, about as heavy of a travel trailer as I think you might want to tow. We were getting up near 10,000 pounds. So uh, for me, I would much rather, that that's sort of near the line of you, you really want to be in a fifth wheel. Um, but there is so much less sway or even, not even sway, but the feeling of other vehicles moving you around at all with a fifth wheel. Now, we towed our travel trailer with two different trucks. Um, it was much more solid with our Ram, but mm -hmm. even then, we there were times when it, we didn't ever go into a full sway. There was nothing ever really concerning, but when you know the wind from trucks going by you all that sort of stuff yeah, you feel you it feel more it. and i can speak from a passenger's perspective and also as an anxious passenger there's no secret that i've dealt with anxiety over the years on the road there's a a, a different level of um peace for me when it comes to being on the highway with the big trucks and knowing that we might have a windy day. Now, obviously, we still don't travel if it's uh, dangerously windy, but windier days, you don't feel it as much. I don't feel it as much. And so I'm a little bit more comfortable on the highway in the fifth wheel, even though we're five feet longer and we're taller and we weigh more and all of these things than... I was when we were pulling uh, Ranger Gandalf. And we're pulling, just for reference, for those that don't know, we're pulling with uh, an F-350, but it's a it's a short bed. Uh, it's single, single rear wheel. So we don't have a dually. We don't have the long bed. And it's still, it, it's rock solid back mm -hmm. there. No complaints at all towing the fifth wheel down the road. And we should say, too, that our uh, Sabre 37 FLL comes in at about 15 thousand pounds loaded, as well loaded yeah. which is on i think sort of the lighter end of a big fifth wheel like we mm -hmm. have so you know again that was something that we were looking at when we were looking at our truck and our truck i think just pulls this thing like a dream like uh, you know i've asked you numerous times and you're like i i don't even know sometimes it's back there now until we have to back it up is there yes so there is a <laughs> difference in backing up uh, yeah. And I've, I've seen people say it's uh, it's identical. It is not identical. Yeah. There is a big difference in backing up a fifth wheel and backing up a conventional travel trailer. The conventional travel trailer really starts to turn instantly when you turn. It's just, just more leverage from the bed um, behind the pivot point of your rear, rear wheels uh, to turn that. So y when you make a move, when you're going backwards with the travel trailer, it happens much quicker. With the fifth wheel, it... it <laughs> You you be full bore all the way to the right, and you're gonna wait, and you're gonna wait, and you're wait, and then it's gonna go. Yeah, I mean, how often have <laughs> you know? I've been on the phone with you, and I'm like, all right, I need you to, <laughs> I need you to move this more yeah. to the passenger side, and you're, you know, you're back, you're up there, and you're like, I am full turned, the wheels are fully turned. It's just it takes a little bit longer, and you know, I will say too because the progression of our travels was from the school bus conversion to the travel trailer to the fifth wheel and when we had the school bus conversion we were towing our minivan behind which tracked really well I mean it tracked exactly as the bus and I think in some ways the travel trailer tracked exactly as the truck did and 
there that transition from one to the other wasn't as jarring, I think, as what has been with the travel trailer to the fifth wheel a little bit in regards to how it tracks behind us, even even going tur- forward, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 you know, once you get used to it, you're great and you're fine. Yeah. Um, and once you figure out the backing in, you're great and you're fine. It's just different. But yeah, going down the road, going forward, I, sh- I should say it is a little different there too because yeah. of that tracking, like you mentioned. So when you do take a turn, you really have to be more on the outside of it. <laughs> yeah, um, there's, there's been a few times where, unfortunately, we have not been able to take that right as wide as we would like, and I'm sitting there looking out <laughs> the passenger side mirror, and I'm going, uh-oh, uh-oh, that is not, that's, that's, that's the... Cu- that's the curb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you you know, curb. and there are lots of great tutorials online. Uh, you can go on YouTube and find some great um, driving lessons, even like semi-truck driving lessons and stuff and see like how you actually make that turn when you're making a right-hand turn going out and back in. Um, and that, that kind of stuff, you just sort of take the time to spend half hour to learn about it yeah. and you get much much better at it but you've gotten really good too and I think that this is just over time like we're talking about with taking this right because when you are in a city when you're you know a lot of times when you're coming out of a campground and you're you know you're headed to get onto the highway you don't have if it's a two-lane especially you don't have that wide right that you can take off and you're yeah. dealing with oncoming traffic and you have gotten really good about knowing that that one moment, that one point where you've got to take that right in order to avoid the curb or for whatever reason the rocks that we all like to put random in stuff in the way campgrounds uh, exits. Um, you've gotten really good about knowing that, but I think that that's a little bit of that is trial and error. It's just learning that feel of how your truck responds with your fifth wheel. And so, you know, again, for anyone who's, you know, new to this and feeling really, really nervous, not only is watching those tutorials great, but if you can find a, a big empty parking lot in the evening, hook it up and take it over there and have somebody just, you know, put a few cones out or something. Just if you're really, really anxious about things like that. I mean, there's ways that you can uh, be proactive to make yourself comfortable. The same with backing up if you're concerned that, you know, I'm going from a teeny tiny little travel trailer into this, you know, a much bigger travel trailer or fifth wheel. Well, you know, just take a little bit and go find like we did when we all learned how to drive. Just go find an empty parking lot and then hope you don't hit anything too big. But all in all, towing a fifth wheel is a it's a much better experience, mm-hmm. um, even with a few quirks and from even from even down to hooking up and unhooking all of it. Oh, leveling. So much easier, like so much easier to line it up. I mean, we've got it down, you know, to minutes now, whereas I feel like that was years in the making before we figured out how to time it just right to line up the truck with the trailer, you know, Mm -hmm. because there's all that you put it in park. Is it going to go forward? Is it going to go back? Like, (laughs) There was a lot of that. And we have a little bit more wiggle room now with how we hook up with the fifth wheel. Uh, A lot of people want to uh, know about the Anderson hitch as well. Uh, I'm going to answer that, I think, on next week's episode um, to sort of continue this conversation. Uh, Yeah, and I actually would really like you to do a video on it as well because, you know, I think visuals really, really do help. Obviously, we can talk about it here on the podcast too, and it's great, but 
having some visuals as well as um, how we use it would probably be really nice. Sounds good. Okay, right. let's take a break. And when we come back, Fort Wilderness, the greatest campground on the earth. The we'll most magical, Jason. <laughs> most magical, not the happiest, the most magical. <laughs> we'll be right back. Be right back. Electrical surge protection is one of the cheapest insurance policies you can provide for your RV. And the Power Watchdog Smart Surge Protector, made by Hughes Autoformers, beats the competition with field-replaceable surge modules. With other brands, when the surge protector takes a large surge or a spike, you have to throw it away. The Power Watchdog can be brought back to life with one small, affordable part that you can replace yourself. They'll even give you a free surge module in the first two years, and now they have a limited lifetime warranty. Use the coupon code RVMILES, all one word, for 10% off your order at HughesAutoformers.com. That's code RVMILES for 10% off at HughesAutoformers.com. If you've been thinking about picking up a solo stove, now is the perfect time. During the off-season, Solo Stove continues to offer discounts on their popular fire pits, including our favorite, the Bonfire. RV Miles listeners can save even more money by heading over to rvmiles.com slash solo stove and using the link and promo code. Take advantage of all the discounts to be had before camping season starts and get your solo stove today. rvmiles.com slash solo stove and then click the link and use the promo code to save even more. rvmiles.com slash solo stove. Welcome back. Hey, uh, I saw that Solo Stove now has a a new accessory for Solo Stoves. They have a heat deflector that goes over the top that sends the heat out instead of up, which is something they've been asked for for a long time. We need that. I want one. Okay. (laughs) Wow. So check that out. You can actually get that discount on that as well. Uh, We're here to talk about Fort Wilderness Campground today. Uh, Fort Wilderness Campground is Walt Disney World's campground, and it is huge. It is 800 sites. 800 sites. Can I say too, because that's a huge number, did you at any time while we were there feel like there were 800 sites no and and that's the thing is is that the sites are not packed they're they're Mm -hmm. fairly close but they're not (laughs) packed in close like a lot of our view resorts are if you listened to last week's episode then you know that uh they, they can be a, a wee bit of a challenge to back into. <laughs> Our site did happen to be pretty close to the person next to us, but it did. most of them seemed to have more space in, in yeah, between them. The person on our driver's side yeah. had a ton of space between us, and they were kind of backed further as well, which was really yeah. nice. Now, I will say, though, that while we did have, you know, our neighbor was kind of close to us, uh, it does look like all of the loops also open up behind you to like a big sort of like, I don't want to call it a common area, but there's a lot of space yeah. behind us. Yeah. So even though we had someone there and we were in um, loop 500, site 506, and I will say that even though we had people somewhat close to us, it because of that back space, it didn't feel... Um, suffocating we also spent virtually no time in the campsite so yes <laughs> we'll, this is we'll get to that in a minute but i want to i want to start by saying we consider ourselves i would say somewhat disney veterans we're not the people that go uh, every year but we've no. been multiple times um we're we've i think we're pretty good at going to disney there's a lot i think involved in planning that yes. but we've never been to the fort wilderness campground and we've been hearing from people for years 
how great it is. Yes. Um, we haven't been able to go to Disney in the last five years. This trip has been pushed back three times now. Uh, but uh, we've been hearing about how great it is. We see on all these sort of lists of the top campgrounds in the U.S. It always ranks, if not number one, close to number one. So you're going into this experience, experience at Fort Wilderness, I think I was, um, maybe with too high expectations. High expectations, yeah. Um, and really, all it is is a very good campground. Mm-hmm. It's not something that's like life-altering, <laughs> but it's a very good no. campground. They do a lot of extra touches that make it special. For instance, let's just talk about the the hookups at the site. Yeah, let's. All right. So the sewer hookup uh, is not just a you know the the round sewer hookup that you're used to. It ha- it's in a stainless steel basin with its own drain. So if you have any like additional spillage, it goes right down in there. The water hookup. There's two. And one of them has a hose already attached to it. It doesn't have an end to it, so it's for like spraying down the site or rinsing mm-hmm. things, rinsing your sewer connection. It's already it, just like you would have at a dump station. It's already set up to go like that. Then the power connection. Not only do they have the 50 amp and the 30 amp, there are like six 20 amp outlets, so you can run all kinds of lights and stuff. Look, and people do can, they decorate like crazy. You can decorate all the things. Someone still had. Christmas decorations uh-huh. up at their site, which, <laughs> you know, kind of gave us an idea of what it must look like that time of year. Lots of Valentine's Day direct, yes, uh, decorations. There was a lot, yes. Uh, so it, it's those kind of touches. Every loop uh, is fairly small and reasonable. Even though mm-hmm. there's 800 sites, a loop doesn't have that many sites in it. And each loop has its own comfort station. So a bathhouse with very nice showers mm-hmm. and laundry for each loop which is really convenient. So a thing about the laundry, uh, we got stuck because we were coming from Tampa. We did get stuck having to do a lot of laundry there. And it is $3 to wash and $3 to dry. So it's expensive, uh, but they are... <laughs> but but nothing compared to the price of the campsite. But nothing <laughs> compared to just buying a cup of coffee. Um but I will say about the dryers is that they give you a full hour. So, you know, things actually get dry, right? Like they don't just give you 30 minutes for three bucks. So, you know, we didn't have to add any additional, which we shouldn't have had to. But uh, it is it, it was pricey. I tried not to think about it. There are a lot of quirks, however, about Fort Wilderness and staying at Fort Wilderness. Um, for one, you can't park anywhere. If you no. want to, you cannot drive your vehicle around to mm. the different, it's a huge campground again. And the things that you want to get to, you can't park at them. You have to take a golf cart, a bicycle, walk, whatever it might be in order to get the, or there's bus transportation that goes around uh, constantly around yeah. the campground. Now we should say that the loop that we were in is considered a preferred We we. Chose a premium, uh, not preferred premium. premium. There's there's preferred as yes. well. We chose premium because it's close to the docks. Um, so the the there's the entrance end, uh, which yeah. they call the outpost, which is where you come into the campground, and then there's the settlement end, um, which is where the uh, the restaurant is and where the docks are. And the and docks, one of the greatest shows you will ever <laughs> the see. The Hoopty Doo Musical Review, which is not running review. right now, but we no. saw it um, several years several ago. Several years ago. Um, 
you can get on the boats at the docks and take them over to the Magic Kingdom. Disney has four parks. Magic Kingdom is the closest to Fort Wilderness. You can also take the, the boats over there and get on the monorail. Uh, actually, you'd have to take two monorails to get over to Epcot. But um, only one to get over to Kona Cafe for some Tonga toast. Or if you wanted to take uh, the buses to the other parks, you can take a bus mm-hmm. uh, straight from that area to the Magic Kingdom. You can take, you, you can, you basically, you would have to get on, you're right? Sorry, did you hear that? Yeah, the wind blew. Was that wind? Yeah, I think. That, it did not sound like okay. wind. It sounded like a small creature. Basically, you have to take, if if you're not close to that area or if you don't have a golf cart to get to that area, you're going to have to take a bus in the campground to get to a bus that takes you to one of the parks. Or you can drive your vehicle if you have one. If you have a truck, if, you, uh, if, you're, towing a trailer be- uh, if you're towing a vehicle behind your motorhome, you can then drive those to the four different parks. But getting around it is a little difficult. And a lot of people use golf carts. Either they bring them or they rent them from Disney. Now... We paid for this premium site because we wanted to be close to the docks because mm-hmm. we wanted this ease of access to the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I think next time I would rather pay for the golf cart and really not care about where our site is. Um, maybe. <laughs> well, it, it's it's just a long. It's a long. We we didn't get to explore some of the stuff in the yeah. campground. No, and I it's agree. It's a long with way you. to a lot of things, right? I agree with you. Unless we had electric bikes, which we're thinking about getting, which but, we're thinking about, but we wouldn't have them for everybody. So that only solves, you know, maybe the kids you can and run I. next to us. Oh, they'll love that, especially but, Jack. Uh, I would say though, I yes, because when we got there, even though we were on in this premium site, and I, I just want to clarify, there's there's four categories of sites at Fort Wilderness. And I just want to step back for a second and say, so they have, and the pricing ranges on all of these sites. And it also ranges throughout the year, depending on the type of season that you are going, you know, off season versus uh, summer versus the holidays. It will change in the same week. Sometimes the yes. weekend will be more whatever. And that's common too at, at mm. any campground. You often pay more at a private campground for the weekends than you do for the weekdays. Uh, But in my research that I was doing, it does look like they start with uh, pop-up and tent sites. Then you have full hookup sites. Then you have preferred sites. And then you have premium sites. And the premium sites are going to be really close kind of to everything. So like we did with this one because we weren't going to have a golf cart. They're going to range from the base it looked like was, and this is going to be probably the pop-up or the tent site uh, in the office of off seasons, $76 a night. And then I noticed all the way up to the premium site during December, the first couple weeks of December, when they're really into the holiday season, those I think were topping out at somewhere around $263 a night. We were in what is kind of considered an off season, like the tail end Mm -hmm. of an off season. February starts to get uh, a little bit more expensive again. So we were not paying the premium premium price. But I I think most people uh, going for a hookup site are going to pay somewhere probably between 125 and 200 on an average. And I think it's really important that you do look at this as a vacation yeah. site. Okay, like this is not this is not common for us. This is not something that we do on the regular. Um this was vacation for us. This well, was you have to take in, into consideration too um 
the cost of other Florida campgrounds is is pretty high, right? There are a lot of Florida yeah, campgrounds that are over hundred dollars a night. Um, <laughs> but but also, you pay if you if you were to camp off site at Disney, you pay twenty five dollars every day you park at the parks. Yeah. So I, that's a big that's a big cost savings there. I think if you're making the choice to go to Disney, you're making the choice yeah. to spend money. Now there are things about Disney that I found frustrating on this trip and we'll talk about that that in another episode, but that wasn't necessarily the campground well, pricing I, I because think... it does come with a lot of other amenities as well that they have. There's, you know, they have a great pool. They've got tons of activities. They do a campfire every night. They do a movie every night. I think we, I think a lot of people want to camp at Disney World in order to save some money and yeah. be able to afford going to the parks. Absolutely, and it, it does help. I mean, that's it what is, we thought we were going to do. Yeah, it. it, it <laughs> we, did we? I don't know. I, I but, don't recall. But it is cheaper than, while we were there, than, no. than some of the hotels, and it it. it I think it is a better option than staying off-site nearby, unless you have like Thousand Trails or Land or whatever it might be. But but even then, it's still um, a, you weigh everything against the cost versus your time. And even still, even if you're staying close by and you're driving in, you're still driving in and you're still standing in line. You're still paying to park. There, you know, we would go we because we would drive. Um, the truck from the campsite over to Epcot. We did that for Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom as well. And that's still, if we wanted to be there for the extra magic hours in the morning, we would still leave 45 minutes before the park opened because just that short few miles we needed to drive, that was the amount of time it took to drive over there, stand in the line, get through, get parked, walk and hopefully be there right as the extra yeah. magic hours started. F- folks that have never been to Disney World before, I don't think understand how big it is. Uh, it is a half hour drive between a couple of the parks. Uh, yeah. Easily. So if I was staying off site, I would easily talk on probably another half an hour to that. Mm. So if I wanted to be at the park at open um, for guests outside the park, that'd be 9 a.m. in some parks. I'd leave my house at 7.30 probably, mm-hmm. 7.45, just, just to get there. We found the restaurant at Fort Wilderness to be one of our best dining experiences. Uh, for the cost mm-hmm. and for what you got, yes, Trails End Restaurant. Now, we actually never took the kids there because... That's uh, not true. We took them for breakfast. We, we didn't did take, take them for them. dinner. We did a breakfast We did them, dinner yeah. by ourselves twice. <laughs> so, this was the, so here's a really great thing, too, about being at the campground or just being at Disney if you're an adult who enjoys Disney too, um, as your kids get older, is uh, we were able to make some dining reservations that we've always wanted to do but not been able to do because uh, we're not going to pay for our kids, you know, 40 bucks so that our kids can sit there and eat mac and cheese, like, you know, a cup of mac and cheese. Uh, we were able, and we'll talk about the ones that we did next week, but we were able to go and have dinners mm-hmm. just the two of us and what's great about the campground is you know the kids were at home in their space that they know with their stuff and we could walk the you know seven eight minute walk over to the restaurant and have dinner yeah it, it is awesome. it's, it's just a real convenient place to be an RVer and um, mm-hmm. we had a fantastic time there now there is there is a little bit of an issue 
um, where I think a lot of people want to go to the parks on the day they arrive mm -hmm. uh, or on the day that they leave and leave their RVs in the parking lot in the front because you you know obviously you check in at a certain time and you have to check out at a certain time mm -hmm. so there's a there is an overflow parking lot uh, at the outpost where you can uh, potentially park your RV after you've checked out or before you've checked in and still go to the parks for the day uh, and we kind of planned on doing that a little bit and it was just way overfilled and particularly for our size rig, uh, nearly impossible for us to find a spot to park. For a business, a company that uh, needs 4 million people in order to park you in the parks and direct you where to go and really has that down to a science, the fact that there was nobody at all sort of organizing this parking lot and that, you know, trailers that had ATVs on them were taking the RV sites rather than backing into the designated trailer site, that they had RVs just parking in the grass, that, you know, it was just sort of like, it was chaos. It was a free-for-all. It was, you know, I'm going to park where I'm going to park and y'all have to deal with it. The fact that there was nobody there directing that just was kind of I, I think once we pulled into it, we knew that it wasn't going to happen. And then you were stuck in there. But we still <laughs> wasted another half hour trying to get out of there <laughs> because out. other people trying to get their site. So, uh, you know, if you have a smaller RV, you might consider that as an option. Mm -hmm. um, or you can, a smaller RV, you could just pull into one of the parks and park there. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't think it was an I don't think it's something we'll consider. Well, we could do it. And this is what I talked about. And this is something I've been thinking about is that the next time we go, um, I had, you know, again, to go back to that conversation from earlier of maybe our expectations being too high or kind of being, you know, told that this is the creme de la creme of staying at Disney. You're never going to want to do anything else. Um, that is not true for me. Uh, I still very much love the resorts and I still very much love staying in the themed rooms. Uh, I loved the campground, but, you know, listen, I got Grand Floridian dreams <laughs> and well, I got Polynesian dreams and nice I have. So my thing about to go back to this yeah. parking lot situation is that we had noticed that there were also throughout the time there that we had noticed several RVs parked there, but not hooked up to anything. And like you had talked about there, maybe they're going off into the park or whatever. But it does look like, and we're going to investigate it a little bit more, that that can be overflow parking if you are staying in one of the resorts well, and you have or, your or RV with you. Maybe like I'm you, wrong. I don't. You spend a week at Fort Wilderness yes. and then go spend three nights over and, at one of the big hotels. Oh, it's like I've talked to you about yes. this or something before because you literally gave the exact uh time frame that I want to do our okay. next a, a week at the campground and then three days over at the well, Polynesian. One of the like, things that is nice about staying at the campground at Disney World is it does allow you to have a little bit longer stay yes. uh, for your budget, which is which was nice for us to be able to have two full weeks there, mm -hmm. which was just a we spent way too much money, uh, but it was... Let's not talk about that, please. It was long needed. Um, yes, and, and we only did eight days in the park, so we yeah. had um, six down days, uh, which was nice to be able to break that up, too, and, and just be at home and, and enjoy relaxing on a vacation. And, you know, I don't want to... 
I know a lot of people take issue with us saying that because there is this idea that our entire life is one big vacation. And I can absolutely see where someone would think that. I totally get that. It is not, uh, especially anyone who works from the road knows that it's not. You know, we work and we have school and we have life. And it's been a very, very long time, um, very long time since this family has had a real vacation, probably since the last time we were at Disney. So to have those down days at home, where often down days at home for us are working, where we were not working, and we were all curled up in bed watching a Disney movie or just, you know, hanging out together, playing games, doing whatever was just such a gift. I, It was such a gift. It was. And we just, we really needed it. And I'm yeah. grateful for places like that, even though we paid out the wazoo well, I, to I, have I mean, this vacation. All I was getting at with that is I, I, I do think we could have spent a little less money not doing the premium sites. Now, well, no, Jason, at the end of the day, we could have spent a little less money not eating at well, a that too. Like part, that's see, this is part of the day. thing. You talk yourself into like staying longer, staying at the campground. I'm going to the campground yes. in my RV. I could cook all my meals. It's going to be so much cheaper. And we cooked yes. like no meals. We cooked no meals. It was, I mean, it it's what I said to you. Slim. This and is why it, I missed the dining plan there. And the golf carts, if you do rent them, are sixty three dollars a day. What the heck? So um, that's a challenge as well. But, yeah, which it. This is why it probably shakes out to. It, 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 it does shake out the same, but the pre, but I guess what I was getting at with the premium campsites is the campground is so big that they're not close to everything. They're just close to yeah, yeah, yeah. They're close to the settlement area. They're not no, close I've, to the pools, you know that sort of stuff. Uh, you've convinced me. I'm totally team cheap campsite. Rent a golf cart. Yeah, cheap campsite. <laughs> All right. So think next, think we could fit in one of those pop-up sites next time. <laughs> Probably not. So next week we're going to talk about uh, some tips for actually visiting Walt Disney World, and it, it's changed quite a bit since we oh, were there last time. Man. And uh, there's lots of new things to know. Um, Disney has <sighs> definitely always for us been about really planning it. It's one of those places that if you plan it, you get the best out of your experience. Jason even though loves a lot of people hate to plan it, but that has become even more important now. And almost impossible to do. Yeah. And, and it's hard and harder. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's just a All lot right. going on. Let's take a break. And yes. when we come back, we'll have our Fresh Tank Black Tank segment uh, and more. Be, Be right, right back. back. Jinx, throw me a Coke. It's never too late to cover your RV for the winter. Whether you own a motorhome, a travel trailer, or a truck camper, EmpireCovers.com is here to help protect all your vehicles against Mother Nature. EmpireCovers.com offers high-quality, affordable covers that are engineered to protect. Every cover comes with a free multi-year warranty to guarantee that it remains durable over time. If you're not in need of a full cover, Empire has just launched a line of RV rooftop covers that keep the roof of your RV clean and protect it from UV rays. Listeners can receive free shipping and 60% off the original price of their cover order. Visit EmpireCovers.com slash RV Miles or use promo code MILES60, MILES60 at checkout. EmpireCovers.com. Protect what you love. It is time to check the level of our tanks. Jason, what is in your black tank this week? Uh, my black tank's pretty quick and simple. It's been the weather we've had since we entered Florida. We have just had 
rain and cold and rain and cold, lots of freezing nights. Are you going to complain about the Florida weather when we left single digit Illinois? You know, but it's been, it's nice now. We have had some nice days and it's really nice right now. It did rain all day yesterday, but right now the weather is kind of perfect. Upper 60s, we're outside shorts and t-shirts and it's just still air, not a cloud in the sky. Let's Perfect. hope it stays that way, too, because we're boondocking next week. So yes, yes, let's hope exactly. it stays that way. All right. What is in your fresh tank this week? Uh, my fresh tank is this campground, Moss Park Campground, which is actually in Orlando. It is an Orlando address. Um, and anybody that has been looking for campgrounds in Florida in January and February knows that it is practically impossible Uh and this campground had tons of availability during the week. During the week. Now, let me say, though, this, as I had started to say earlier, it's a 45-day rolling window, so you cannot book until 45 days, which is very, you know, I know that stresses everyone out for Florida because everyone's booking a year in advance, right? Um, it is busy. Now, what I find really interesting is this place, this place is dead right now. Mm-hmm. There's probably only five, six, maybe 10 of us here. I guarantee you that starting when we leave on Friday, that it's going to be packed. Um, and I did try to look, uh, you know, just, a, you know, three weeks down the road and put some dates in just to kind of see. And I, I couldn't find anything. I can't guarantee, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on right now. I don't know why it's so empty. I booked this, what, like, Two weeks it, ago, it's, we, we, and we got weeks? a tip from uh, from somebody in the RV Miles Facebook group on, on no full time families from the full time families, families group, group. The, and about this campground, and uh, it seems as really it's a place where locals camp mm-hmm. on the weekends. That's and, why so many locals um, are mad at me right now. Right. Sorry, but it it is uh, this is how campgrounds should be. I mean, resorts this... should operate like like Fort Wilderness does. Public campgrounds should be like this. I mean, there's so much space between sites. If you're watching this right now um, or, you know, even pop over to the Our Wondering Family Instagram page because I, I have a picture of our campsite on there. This this is our site. Okay. Our nearest neighbor is over there. Our, I, to put in, I would say our nearest neighbor is... Uh, well, the nearest site is probably 75 feet away, but there's right. nobody in it. Our nearest neighbor is probably 150 feet away. And because of all the foliage, you don't feel like you're having dinner with your neighbor when they're, you know, in their campsite. And wildlife. So much wildlife. We've had sandhill cranes walking through here. Uh, we've had deer every single morning. You know I can't hear a sandhill crane without thinking about that video like yeah. i just i just can't Where i misidentified sandhill yeah. cranes but well, they, they are here. this time and <laughs> they're i mean the raccoons are even cute the raccoons there's like little baby raccoons and it's like they're like disney movie raccoons they're not like trash eating <gasps> no, raccoons it's a mama and baby there are gators up near the the water there's all kinds of wildlife there are lots of trails here it's a big nature preserve and it's gorgeous and uh a great bathhouse, uh, really nice and clean and new and long, hot showers. The only complaint <laughs> about this place. Oh, and then $22 a night. Yeah, but we should also also say no pets. And yeah. that is because of the alligators. But yeah. they absolutely have a 100% no, no pets, pets rule. That the, the cell service isn't so great from either Verizon, AT&T, no. or T-Mobile. Uh, and the people that work here are pretty grumpy. But other than that, it's just it's been a oh, they're great, grumpy. great stay. They're grumpy. What is in your 
black tank this week? Uh, so my black tank is kind of an Olympics black tank, not necessarily <laughs> the Olympics themselves, but you know, Winter Olympics is my favorite of the two, and so uh, it's I have been really excited to watch. I love ice skating. I mean, listen, I used to grow up going to Discover Card Stars on Ice. Like, give me some Paul Wiley and some Christy Yamaguchi, like, all day long. Um, but it has been really hard to watch these particular Olympics because so many I, – I don't know if the courses – are just really, really challenging, or if it's sort of the effects of the last two years and how hard it has been for everyone to train. I'm sure it's a combination of everything, but it's been so heartbreaking to watch so many people that were favored to win, like Michaela Schiffner, qualify out before things even get started for them. You know, we were watching Sean White last night and he goofed his second run and then it was a question of whether or not he was even going to make it through into the top 12. Uh, you know, one of the, like, kind of a dark horse to win a medal um, in men's figure skating, tested positive for COVID. He was on the American team. He's out now. You know, there's just when you know what everyone has put into this and how these only come every four years and how these are truly the dreams of so many people. And then you just kind of have to watch in, in somewhat real time as these as our dreams get broken. Michaela Schiffner sat on the hill for 25 minutes. Yeah. Cause slalom was like her, it was like her thing. And, you know, knowing that she'd lost her father just within the last couple of years and what that has done to her. I thought you were going to black tank NBC's trash coverage of the Olympics. Oh, well, because- look, it's always trash coverage. I mean, the fact that I had to stay up till midnight to watch Nathan Chen's probably the best men's short program I have ever seen, Midnight Eastern. So y'all on the you know West Coast, you were fine. But it's the coverage has been trash. You know, China... I, I, I could get into a lot of the complaints from the athletes as to the conditions there. All of that stuff, you know, I feel like that's a all heavier conversations for a different podcast. But just from a, a empathy perspective for yeah. these athletes, it's just been breaking my heart a little bit to watch. What is in your fresh tank this week? Uh, so my fresh tank is a little bit of uh, um, some exciting news for us, uh, or just in general. Um, we shared yesterday that uh, we are the cover story, the the feature in the February edition of the RV Camping Magazine, and uh, I'm really fresh tanking all of the people over there for the beautiful job that they did on this article. I think it's 10 or 12 pages, um, and that they were able to take the photos that I sent, and what they did with that layout is so spectacular, and just um, how honored I you know we feel that we were invited to uh, be their cover story for February and uh, it's it's lovely I read it and I cried I immediately emailed Michael and I said I'm just sitting here in tears because it's so beautiful and I feel like you you know we you really captured um, really what is at the heart of everything for us and that is our family and community and our being, you know, those drive everything that we do. And I, I really thought the team over there did a 
gorgeous job. It is uh, free to read digitally, and uh, we'll share a link to it in the yeah. In the description. Yeah, you can um, just head over to rvblogger.com um, if you don't want to wait to find a link in the description because that might be a few days coming. <laughs> well, it's also it's also been all over our social media. So yeah, go can... over to Facebook, Instagram. You'll see uh, links there for it. Or you know, again, the RV Miles Facebook group. Um, y'all have been so kind when we. But that's why I said link in the description because I know the show notes will be a few days in coming, but I will put it in the description, which has well, to come out with the episode. It does, but <laughs> it, that is true. It comes out regardless if it's audio or video the show notes however rvmiles.com slash 225 might be a few days coming (laughs) there's some website issues right all right that's it for this week's episode that's it wow there we go we're back hopefully we'll be a little bit more consistent going forward now that vacation is over so that means you're going to get a really quick spiel from me and that is just to remind you that if you are enjoying the show boy we could really use your support over on apple podcast if you would head over there leave rv miles a five-star review especially this time of year as the camping season is starting to ramp up that is going to put us in front of a whole new community of listeners and we would love to welcome them here If you are also doing some shopping for your camping season or just shopping in general, and you're going to go over to Jeff Bezos' website, this tiny little thing called Amazon.com, please take us with you. You can go to Amazon.com slash shop slash RV miles. Do you know what Jeff Bezos does before he goes to bed? (laughs) Uh, Counts as billions. I don't know. He puts his... I can't even say. He puts his... (laughs) He puts his pajamas on. He puts his pajamas on. Oh, my God. Pajamas on. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to end this podcast now because <laughs> Amazon.com slash shop slash RV miles. And I promise you, Jason's dad jokes will not be over there. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to remember tonight to put our pajamas-ons on and stay (laughs) You didn't even say it right. (laughs) Pajamas-ons on? No. Pajamas-on. We're going to put our pajamas-on. Oh, my God. I can't. Y'all, just keep logging those RV miles. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.